0: Are you dealing with a running injury or in need of some treatment? Contact Jacob at Tempo Sports Rehab, conveniently located off of the Monon in the city center of Carmel, Indiana. Find out more information at TempoSportsRehab.com. Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 6, Episode 35. Taylor Marshall and I do a boys tournament preview with the sectional round coming up this Saturday. Let's hit it. Come, best friends. Yep. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. All right. The tournament is upon us. Helen Altavote, Taylor Marshall. We're going to do a boys tournament preview. It's going to be released on Monday night of the sectional week, what used to be the old regional week, because we're into our new tournament format sectional, regional, and state finals. And then we're going to also tonight record the girls tournament preview. And I think we'll just wait and publish that on Tuesday night. What are you thinking heading into the tournament, Taylor?
1: You know, I'm really excited to see what this uh, three round format will be like, what type of change. I don't think we'll see any significant change going from 32 teams to 25 teams, but may see a little bit. I think what's going to be more interesting is a little bit of realignment that's taking place at the regional level. A couple of teams that, uh, may have been uh, knocked out under the previous format teams that would be, you know, sort of that seven, eight range. And, uh, you know, maybe the Shelbyville semi-state as an example uh, now are going to have a, a state meet berth, uh, at least an opportunity for sure. So uh, be great to see some more schools represented at uh, Laverne Gibson on the final Saturday
0: of October So you're talking about mainly the regional, which will be next week. This is the sectional, but this is going to focus on the regional. So every two week, uh, I have updated for anyone to see the regional tiers on our Patreon, which is just kind of a secondary site. There's some subscription stuff on it, uh, and there's some stuff for the general public. And that's in addition to what we put on through Indiana Runner with our semi regional rankings state rankings, so on and so forth. So I I put these into tiers. Let's go through each of the five tiers. And then with the leftover part, we can talk about maybe some of the more pressing statewide questions uh, in terms of the teams and the individuals. Here's the order we always put them in. I think the IHSA numbers them differently, but whatever. This is from the Indiana Runner Patreon. And if you want to subscribe, go to patreon.com slash Indiana Runner, $5 a month. Get unlimited access uh, and early access to stuff, including all of Josh's full interviews and then all of our extra podcasts, coaching corner, things like that. New Haven boys. This is one of the more interesting ones. Yeah. Locks, Warsaw, Concordia. Contenders. Remember, five teams make it out. And some teams move around, and and this is why, Scott Lidskin would say there's no such thing as locks, um, although War Song and Concordia have been locks. I, I don't know many teams that have been locks and then moved down into contenders. You'd have to maybe have some availability issues at that point. Some, yeah, and some pretty severe ones. I mean, maybe like yeah. you're the best kid on your team. Yeah. Contenders, Homestead, Oak Hill, Carroll, Wabash, Angola. Lloyd Christmas, Columbia City, and Wapahani. Although Lloyd Christmas at this point is kind of like ah, you're you're not you know you're not gonna make it. Not make Lloyd it. Christmas in week two is like how we could see we we might we might see something here over the next six to eight weeks. So, lock them in. Warsaw and Concordia. They're going to the state meet again. Homestead, Oak Hill, Carroll, Wabash, and Angola. Three of those five. What do you think? You know, here's a team that I kind
1: of like there is uh, Wabash. You know, Wabash has had a, a really good year. Uh, their front runner Jonas Church, a junior, um, has well outperformed his preseason rating on INCC stats. He did not compete at their conference meet. I'm going to say that might be a fluke. Hopefully, it looks like he's been competing consistently up to the point. Uh, so we hope he's all ready to go. But want to give Mr. Church a shout-out for uh, having a, a lot of improvement this season and doing really well. And it uh, looks like there's a, a younger church coming up uh, as well. So um, exciting for the Wabash boys. So I think they'll be one of those five teams to make it out. They may be that fifth team, but I think they're going to go.
0: Homestead has had one of its top runners not run for a while. Even if he were to miss, I think they're still in the mix. I think even without him, they, they would make it but their uh, status in the contender category rather than likely reflects that. We just don't know because he hasn't run for a while. Carol has looked a lot better recently and ran really well at the Nike. Nike, Yeah. The Nike twilight meet. They're up to a 48% chance, but Nike twilight was their best, uh ratings since week one which might have been week one b when they ran at the huntington invite uh they've got two freshmen in their top five and both of them ran really well at that nike meet that we're talking about so sometimes a little harder to count on freshmen and sophomores down the stretch but right now they look like they're really they're really coming along yeah and they're kind of the opposite of wabash wabash is a tiny school they've uh Potentially never made it before. Carol makes it more years than uh, than they miss, and yeah. and Carol has won the state championship in the last ten years. Not that that still bothers me. <laughs> so yeah, you like Wabash? Maybe I like Carol a little bit more. I think the last spot will probably come down to those two.
1: Yeah, that feels pretty good. I mean, obviously you got Warsaw Concordia. Oak Hill has had a really good season. Again, another small school. Um, going up against uh, two Giants and Homestead and Carroll. Uh, but I, I think it would be uh, you know, two locks plus Homestead, Oak Hill, and Wabash. And you're picking Carroll over maybe over Wabash in that sense. I
0: think so. Let's go to New Prairie. This one maybe not quite as uh, interesting, maybe not quite as open as New Haven. Locks, Valpo, likely Lake Central, Penn, and Northridge. So that's four. Contenders: Laporte, Goshen, Chesterton, Portage, Lloyd, Christmas, Crown Point, and Mishawaka. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would move that Lake Central team into the lock category. I mean, I think they have a ninety-three plus percent chance, according and CC stats, of making the state meet. You, you're kind of making a face here. Ninety-three percent is
0: not a lock for you. No, and and they, I, I'm obviously a uh, a. An espoused uh, Lake Central fan, they have not looked as good over the last three or four weeks than they did to start the season when we thought they were a podium team. Yeah. Well, we're hoping they can pull it together here because uh, they're certainly a state caliber team. I, I still think they'll make it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet. Wouldn't call them a lot. I wouldn't bet my ownership stake in Indiana Runner on them making it.
1: Okay. Uh, well, that's,
0: Interesting No, I'm really excited about this race
1: for that fifth spot. I mean, like you said, it looks pretty clear, but, you know, as you look at Laporte and Goshen, Portage, all the way down to Chester, and even possibly Mishawaka, I mean, it could get pretty tight there, um, you know, but for that fifth place
0: advancement. I feel like, I feel like Mishawaka got screwed by the new realignment. So there's a lot of central Indiana schools that are going to, have a chance it normally wouldn't. Yeah. And and a lot of those teams are, are better than Mishawaka. And even so, you know, Greenfield is probably going to miss it. Yeah. Um, but that old Shelbyville semi-state would have been ridiculous to make it out of. But Mishawaka for years was in New Haven when New Prairie was easier to make it out of. And then now that Mishawaka's got a pretty good team, it's and for- they have to move out of New Haven into yeah. New Prairie with Goshen, Warsaw moves out, but Mishawaka would make it out of New Haven and they're not going to make it out of New Prairie. Yeah. Uh, young team though. So, you know, not a super deep team, but maybe they've got a better a better shot at it next year with uh, Bausky will be in his senior year. So they're going to score four next year. And then the number two runner, is a uh, freshman but then you know you're, you're going down uh the next two are, are seniors so maybe they've got some younger runners there to to help them out but that's a team that i i don't know i just a, a team and a program that i think it would be great if they if they did make it to the state meet uh they're running well at the right time they had one of their better races at their conference meet and they've got you know one of the best kids in in the whole state but yeah. new new prairie is New Prairie moved in Northridge, Penn, Goshen, and Mishawaka and only moved out Warsaw. So yeah. New Haven is now significantly weaker. Um, and that's just – that's it's a, it's a lot to ask that Mishawaka will beat LaPorte and Goshen and Portage and Chesterton and Crown Point. Yeah. I think we both probably like LaPorte to make it out. I I agree. I'd agree with Laporte. I think they've got enough of a
1: cushion over the Goshen Portage Chesserton group, but anything can happen, but I'd probably pick Laporte.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Laporte, but I would say I'm still looking at Goshen. Goshen's got a tradition, they've yeah. got a well-coached team. They're I think I think Goshen could could make it out. I think Laporte is more talented. Um, Goshen twenty percent chance per INCC stats Re has run pretty evenly, pretty consistently all year. Laporte seventy six percent chance to make it, so they're pretty far ahead, um, and Laporte's got a little bit more of the front running. But in in one one race in a twenty five team field, it could get it could get wonky. Yeah, and if that if that's the case, I think I think Goshen could be could be in there. Brownsburg, okay. This is where I differ a little bit from INCC stats. We can talk about this. This is also pretty straightforward. I think that these five teams are the five teams: Locks, Carmel, Zionsville, Brownsburg, likely Avon contenders north central and west lafayette lloyd christmas pike yeah this is not as deep of a regional as you might have thought when to say oh hey the west side indie schools the east side is is much deeper and and better teams will better teams will miss from shelbyville than the fourth and fifth place team potentially that makes it out of brownsburg Right. The stats give North Central like a 94% chance to make it out, and they are ranked ahead of Avon. I've listed Avon as likely all year, and I just think they've got a lot of security up front with those top two. Avon's listed as 84%, so, I mean, I guess maybe Avon and North Central are both likely. West Lafayette is – 8%. 8%. They've got a front runner. Uh they they were running better in in early September, per the stats. But I I just I see a world potentially where North Central doesn't run as well and and West Lafayette surprises them.
1: I, I think that could happen. I think what's more likely is Avon will be that fourth team and North Central that fifth team. I don't think both Avon and West Lafayette will beat NC, but, you know, like you said, that things things could happen. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, in regards to that North Central team losing a star in Nate Killeen last year, but um, seeing a lot of growth and improvement, especially out of a couple of the seniors on the team, uh, and then outside of the, you know, they got two seniors in the top seven and then there's uh, a lot of youth up there. So um, we'll kind of see how they do. Uh, like you said, two strong front runners for Avon uh, give them a, a bit of a, the edge ahead of uh, a North central potentially. I'm not sure if West Lafayette will be able to keep pace with either of those schools Um, kind of looking at where their rating has been this year. Um, best performance at Brownsburg and then, um, and they haven't really lived up to that performance since. So i um, certainly not cheering against any team, but I think that's really maybe not necessarily be trending in the right direction.
0: Avon did have a better rating and did beat North central at that uh, Nike twilight meet, which will be two, two weeks prior to the sectional four weeks prior to the state meet. I don't know that that really matters because the most likely outcome is that, Carmel, Zionsville, Brownsburg all make it easily, and those are three of the potentially three of the top five teams in the in the state. And we'll talk about that, the podium teams here, uh, at the end of this tournament preview podcast. But North Central and Avon probably both make it, and then those are, I mean, those are five massive north side schools, right? Th- this could be this This will be the tournament uh structure for quite some time. I mean, they may do some reshuffling every once in a while to move Hamilton southeastern here, move Zionsville there or whatever, but uh it, it may be that those those are the same five teams that make it a lot you got yeah, I mean in terms of long term
1: success or you know try to project this out here, you know i I would certainly say three maybe even four of those teams will be perennial state meet teams now. And and it could very well be all five most years. I just don't know if the other schools have, um, you know, the the depth or the uh, quality year after year to contend to go. And uh, the other thing to consider with this particular regional, uh, at least one of the sectionals that feeds in, uh, will have quite a few incomplete teams. So while there might be the same number of schools in the sectional, uh, we won't necessarily see uh, all complete teams scoring in a uh, in a particular sectional. So, uh, you know, like you said, I think this this is a big advantage for a couple of those schools. Now, one or two of the schools would make it regardless of this current realignment versus the previous format, right? I mean, feel pretty good about you know Carmel and Zionsville in particular being you know state meet teams every single year, but some of those other schools who may have just been a hair off where. You know, maybe some years or even most years they would go, but now they're looking at things where it's going to be nearly
0: almost every year. Yeah, Brownsburg is a good example of that now Brownsburg's team, the boys, are so good this year that they were going to make it out of that old Shelbyville semi-state, anyways, right? I mean, they're the yeah. fifth, sixth best team in Indiana, right. but they're on a really good track here to make it because with the two regionals in Central Indiana. Granted, you're bringing back Hamilton Southeastern and Fishers, so those are those are taking two of the spots. But it used to be that six Central Indiana teams would make it, and now it's going to be ten. Yeah, which would be eight if if you exclude HSE and Fishers, who are not every single year, but most years both of them are are going to make it. Right. And then Carmel and Zionsville are probably two other schools that most years they're going to make it. In the past, and then and then moving forward. Speaking of the other Central Indiana regional, Shelbyville, Locks, Noblesville, Fishers, likely, and we can even squabble, we've got some time, we can squabble about how they're categorized. Locks, Noblesville, and Fishers, likely Franklin Central, Hamilton Southeastern. Contenders, Center Grove, and Greenfield, and then Lloyd Christmas, Mount Vernon, but at I don't think I don't think Mount Vernon is even Lloyd Christmas anymore. So it, it comes down to this. Five spots for six teams. Whichever team doesn't make it out of this is going to be the best team, not at the state meet. Yeah. Noblesville, Fishers, Franklin Central, HSC, Center Grove, and Greenfield. But really, it's probably coming down to Center Grove and Greenfield, and Center Grove certainly has the inside track. Center Grove, strangely enough, is ranked as the third best team in that regional. But I don't know. It's just how the the math shakes out, where the bodies line up at a meet of this size. Uh, Center Grove has an 87% chance to make it versus Franklin Central at 94% and Southeastern at 97% but Center Grove is listed as the ninth best team. FC is the 10th best team, and HSC is the 11th best team. Yeah. Well, that sort of answers our question about, or
1: my question as I sat here and looked at it, about why you had uh, the Center Grove boys in the contender category, not likely. And again, it goes back to their percentage uh, chance there, according to INCC stats. Um, Yeah, like you said, I, I agree with the Center Grove Greenfield uh battle for the the fifth spot you know i'd really love to see and i know you're a huge fan of the cougars i'd really love to see greenfield central make it you know the a a smaller school uh kind of a this would be maybe a stepping stone for them to continue a a strong tradition uh at greenfield central that they'll take a hit losing their top three seniors uh, but something to really build on with a lot of young guys up there. So it'll be really cool to see uh, Greenfield Central represented there. Obviously, Center Grove has been really strong the past several years. Podium team, uh, state uh, title contenders for a year or two. So, um, you know, th- they'll also lose uh, th- uh, sorry, three of their top four uh, to graduation. But um, ultimately, I, I will I do think it will be Center Grove. But I'd be interested in Greenfield Central. Uh, maybe I know that their two uh stars will be uh, well represented in the individual advancement uh, remember this year the top 15 individuals on non-advancing teams top 15 on a non-advancing team will go on and uh certainly uh those two boys would be there should their team not make it but I'm I'm really pulling for the Cougars
0: on this one so Greenfield 18 percent chance to make it but I I think we're in agreement here. The the most likely outcome is is that they don't make it. Um, and they'll be the, the best team not to make it. Center yeah. Grove had a 281 team rating at the Nike Twilight on the same day. Greenfield had a 395 rating. Yeah. Greenfield does have one rating this year better than 281, and that was at Flash Rock. So another two weeks before the Nike uh Twilight meet. And yeah, I think it's it's not impossible, but they they've got those three stars, and then the depth just isn't there for Greenfield to to try and make it. They're counting on two freshmen, and both of them are back in like the 400s on yeah. INCC stats. Versus you know Hamilton Southeastern, who is going to make it, but Hamilton Southeastern has. I mean, their guys are in the hundreds, you know, they're, they and they have 13 boys rated better than Greenfield's fourth and fifth, maybe yeah. even 15 or 16. Which, so you know, a much bigger school, you know, that, that makes sense. Sure. I get that. sure. But, um, yeah. But I just I, looking at the numbers. Now, if Greenfield were in the Brownsburg regional, I certainly think they would have a chance to make it. They'd still probably be behind North central and Avon. Uh, but they'd have, they'd have a shot. They'd have, a, they'd have a better chance. Um, yeah. And then in, in any of those other, uh, any of those other three, I think, I think they'd make it pretty, pretty comfortably. Uh, here we go. One more regional. Modern Day Locks, Bloomington North, Floyd, Columbus North, Wrights, highly likely, Bloomington South, Lloyd Christmas in the true sense of the word. Castle and Jasper. These are the five teams.
1: Those are the five teams. There's not much more to add right here, right? I mean, if you look at uh, the likelihood of Castle, who's that number six team, of making it 2.6% chance, Jasper 0.5% chance, 0. 0.5. So, um, you know, you guys had a great season. Hopefully, you'll get some individuals there at the state meet, something to build on. But the five that you named are the five that are going on.
0: Okay. Uh, we can keep these to kind of more reasonable, maybe half hour long episodes. Um, last topic this is we've looked at this all season. Do you still think that the top four teams things got shaken up a little bit at the Nike Twilight? I think Fishers actually got beat by some of these teams. Um, and if they weren't beat by some of these teams, then they So I'm going to go upstairs. I'll be up in just a minute. Okay. Yeah, I understand. I'll be up in a minute. Uh, Do you still think that those four teams are, I don't want to say locks for the podium, but do you have them as your top four pretty comfortably, at least heading into the end of the tournament, Carmel, Zionsville, Noblesville, Fishers, not necessarily in that order. Uh, Yeah, I do think so. I think those are the top four
1: teams. I think I feel really strongly that they will uh, also be on the podium um, you know, we, we could see uh, Floyd get up there. Brownsburg, as you said, could be one of those top five teams. They've had a pretty good year. Um, more recently, Bloomington North has come on really strong the past several weeks, had a great showing at Nike Twilight. Um, they could very well be a podium team, and, and I've been very clear that I'm cheering for them. Uh, but I, I think that, uh, you know, we the four that you named, Carmel, Noblesville, Zionsville, Fishers, as per their INCC stats rating, I think those are the four best teams uh, in some order that I haven't yet determined,
0: but for two through four. So here's how in our podium tiers that I put up last week for week eight, here's how I categorize them. Locks, Carmel, Noblesville, likely Zionsville, Fishers, Contenders, Bloomington North, Floyd, Brownsburg, Columbus North, HSC, Franklin Central. And I list them in the order of likelihood as according to me. So I guess if that's the case, I had I had uh, heading into week eight, and then nothing happened in week eight. Bloomington North is the fifth best team. Lloyd Christmas, writes and Center Grove. Yeah, how might you handicap that race? And would would you say would you categorize Zionsville and Fishers as likely, or would you were you willing to make them locks? Highly likely. I would put them at highly likely. I think,
1: I, I think Carmel Noblesville or locks. Zionsville Fisher is highly likely. And then um I, I agree with your contenders. I would put uh as of recently, Bloomington North. Again, I I know I'm cheering for them, but I think they've had the stats in the past few weeks to back it up. So I think they probably are the fifth best team. And it looks like you agree by the way you listed them there. Uh, but you know, we could definitely see uh Brownsburg getting in there. I don't know, maybe Floyd. Uh obviously, you know, you feel like they're in the mix, but um, I, I might put Brownsburg ahead of Floyd Central at the state meet. Uh, it should be close, but I, I, I think just overall, uh, Brownsburg might have uh, some more of the, that front running uh, that might help with a lot of bodies in between uh, the the kids
0: from uh, Brownsburg and Floyd Central. Floyd's, Floyd has potential, and I think they're ranked fifth on INCC stats. They don't have the fifth best chance to end up on the podium but they're going to, like, their top three all need to nail it. I mean, they, they all need to finish probably in the top 30 or so, because at four and five, they're going to finish pretty far back. Yeah, not and a margin for error there. Then there's a Scott Litzkin theory of uh, it's really a lot of this is determined by your fourth best runner because you can sustain almost any kind of issue with just one, but when you're talking about 40% of your scoring, that can make it significantly more challenging. Some of these kids from Bloomington North are really starting to run better, um, and they've been decently consistent over these last couple of weeks. So Wenders running better is huge for them. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell has has been great all season, so they've got a front runner. They've got somebody that's going to score 8 to 12 team points. You know, Certainly Bloomington North this year is not going to beat Noblesville or Carmel or Zionsville most likely, uh, right. but could be up into the mix. I, so if, if if you were picking somebody right now, you would pick Bloomington North to finish in the top five.
1: Yeah, I would, I would, I mean, you know, again, uh, they had their best uh, race in terms of the rating uh, at Nike twilight uh, with all of the best schools on the boys side represented two Oh six was the rating, And then their second best uh, at Culver, which was uh, the week prior to that. So you're looking at, um, you know,
0: what and Winters didn't run particularly well at colder, but he was good at at Laverne. Right. So again, the the
1: what have you done for me lately kind of thing. So with the best teams on the best course, and it's the state meet course, he shows up and delivers, and the whole team delivers. I think that's a really good sign
0: for uh, you know the next couple of weeks. Do you put more stock into that Nike Twilight because it's on the state meet course? I think it's important to mentally perform well at the state meet course i think there's a
1: lot of people uh, who think it's a particularly challenging course and compared to a lot of others it it certainly is but i think if that gets in your mind about this is hard it's difficult to do well here then it will be but if you can perform well and you can pull off that positivity the hey last time we raced out here against all these schools that we just saw a couple weeks ago we killed it. We did really well. There should be a lot of confidence that familiarity with the course will help. Um, So, you know, I, I think that that means something for sure. It certainly isn't nothing. I like
0: Columbus North.
1: What do you like about Columbus North?
0: I think they've got potentially two in the top 25. I think Neil White could finish in the top 10. He's a little bit younger. He's a little uh, less experienced maybe than some of these other teams, front runners, you know, Uh, Carmel, Zionsville, Noblesville, but they're not in competition with Carmel and Zionsville and Noblesville. They're probably, they're going to get beat by most or all of those teams, but, you know, he could be 10th, he could be 30th, but they've got uh, their second runner who has run really well. Um, Tong is his last name. I think a cut Tong. Uh, And he was 1543, I think. Uh, So they could be two in the top 25. They're not going to be freaked out. Uh, they've got the right mindset, you know. But it's it's hard to pick one because North North being Columbus North, Bloomington North, Brownsburg, Wrights HSE. I mean Floyd. There's so many of them that could be in the mix, but I I think Columbus North, Bloomington North, and Brownsburg have, have maybe separated themselves from that next that next tier. And then it's a little early for this, but as we project ahead to next year, I actually project. Preseason, four dead even teams. Oh wow! Well, to to the point about Columbus North here, and what I was saying
1: about Bloomington North, uh, Columbus North—they've had their two best meets back to back here recently. You know, their best two hundred two was a rating at Nike Twilight, uh, two forty at a uh, the Lincoln Trail Invite. Um, even if we go back to the Eagle Classic, you know, that was so three of their best four races have been uh here recently so again what have you done for me lately they've been well we've done quite a lot we've done our best
0: okay individually how do you handicap the individual race
1: i think on the boy's side it's still the same for uh i like cameron todd right now as the favorite um you know he is you know proven i think throughout the season Uh, to be the the best here in the state and then he's beaten all the other guys I think uh, number two for me would be Sam Quagliaroli I think he's a guy who could uh, uh, easily challenge Cameron Todd for the win Um, and then I would put uh, Provenzano uh, probably third but it's hard to say Will Conway's got so much of an upside but you don't necessarily know what we'll see on that day but i think those are clearly the the four best maybe maybe i should flip and put conway third provisano fourth but i you know I, I think that's a toss-up but i really do think camera todd um is the favorite i don't think he's the you know no pun intended here runaway favorite i think that he uh could get beat again by any of those guys i just named but i do put him as my number one probably quaglia Roly right there right behind him at number two and then uh either Conway or Provenzano uh either way there for 3-4. So
0: Todd Todd has beaten Quagliaroli and Conway. Yeah. Quagliaroli has beaten Tony Provenzano. Yeah. And Conway has run ran his best race at the Trinity meet out of state. Yeah. But lost to Cameron Todd yeah and Tony has been the closest to Cameron Todd in an individual race, in a single race when he got beat by two seconds at flash run so it's yeah. jumbled up there but that leads us to believe going into the tournament that Todd is the favorite yeah regular beaten has beaten Tony twice now yeah and then going between Conway and Tony it's kind of the the upside to Conway at his best versus the security of a, a guy on on the best team, knowing it's probably gonna be pretty solid if you're yeah. on that kind of team. Yeah,
1: I think what's fun is that there's no, you know, clear favorite. You know, walking in. I, well, I yeah. mean, I know. Yeah, I mean, but, that's fun for me if there's
0: a clear favorite. that's on. Yeah, my it, team taking the game like but last for, year. For the fans or
1: for you know those who aren't directly involved, I think it's going to be a really cool race to see. Uh, hopefully those four and some other guys could make their way up into that pack. I think those are the four best that we name, but I, you know, let's not forget, you know, could Liam Bauschke get up there and hang stick around long enough, Matthew Kim, right. Could he run with his teammate and Sam Quagley Roley and make something of it, right. Kyle Grove is a kid who has been working really hard, showing a ton of improvement for Carmel. And like you said, he's on a team uh, that, you know, points will matter, on that team race. Right. Um, So, you know, what could he do, but
0: well, if he wins the state meet, you're going to have to carry me out of there.
1: Well, I'm not necessarily predicting he's going to win the state meet, but I would more than happy carry you out of there. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, could, could someone like that, who's not on that top tier, could they stick around long enough? Could things, you know, weird things happen at Laverne, you know, that you've been there long enough to know that crazy things can happen on that day. Um, so is there someone from that next tier down who could somehow pull off a win that was unexpected?
0: Something crazy happened at Laverne today. I ran for an hour Hopefully on Laverne come- today, nonstop. Is- yep. Good for well, you. Short bathroom break. But other than that. Yeah. How, how far did you get in the hour? I don't know. 60 minutes. Oh, you just, okay. You didn't cover the how- course twice and then I went down. So uh, little, little peek behind the curtain, we always tell our, our guys, Hey, controlled aggression. Cause remember it, it can be easy to get out of control at the yeah. beginning. Cause the first thousand meters is downhill, but you don't realize how downhill it is while you're running it. Yeah. And you usually run the course one way, yeah. but all of our guys at some point today turned around and ran the first mile or the first thousand meters backwards. And everybody idea. was saying the same thing to be like, man, that's you, a hell of a hell. You realize how downhill it is when you run it backward at the end of your, you know, long run, which for some of those guys is significantly longer than an hour. I don't mind telling you. Yeah. Miles yeah. an hour. Cool. Good for you. Glad you're out there doing it. Hey, uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, we'll take a short break and then we'll record the girls tournament preview, which will be just as exciting as the boys, if not more so. And Taylor?
1: Scoe hey, We came back and got that win. Saw that.
0: I love my little dudes, they my little guys, I love them.